and she was shaped just so, said Hassan, miming beauty in the air. Melons, sighed Rashid, who had already had as much wine as was good for him. Pomegranates, he staggered. The others propped him up. People, passing, disapproved. Hassan smiled sweetly at them. And a fine day it is, good sirs, such a lovely cloud of dust in our enchanted streets, such a ripe reek of offal. He sniffed delicately. Ah, camel dung, the finest vintage, my friends, the very finest. His companions applauded. He saluted them with graceful extravagance. A water cellar jostled past him, goat-skin sack about his neck, copper cup swinging from his belt, crying his wares. Water! Daoud was disgusted. Wine for me, sweet wine, lovely wine, wine of Cairo, wine of Alexandria, wine of Damascus. Wine of paradise, hiccuped Rashid. Hassan shook his head sadly as they paused before his father's gate. No wine there, alas, only milk and honey. They groaned in chorus. He bowed and bade them a fond farewell. It was cool under his own roof, quiet after the clamor of the street, fragrant with roses and citron. As he turned the corner into the first shaded court, servants came running to greet him. They brought water for his feet and his hands and his sweating face, a fresh robe, light and cool, and soft slippers, a cup of sherbet to cool his throat. Young master, they murmured, young prince. He smiled at them. It was a joyous world he lived in, good wine warming his middle, fine friends newly parted from, and the whole small kingdom of his father's house devoting itself to his pleasure. There was a shadow or two on his bliss, to be sure, a little matter, a wager lost, or two, or maybe three. He shrugged, sipped the last of the sherbet, turned toward the inner stair. Young master. He paused. Kamal abased himself, as only Kamal could, with perfect correctness, but with most imperfect servility. Young master, the old man said, your father commands your presence. He spoke of Hassan's father as a proper Muslim would speak of the prophet. Hassan regarded him with distaste and his message with disfavor. But even Hassan knew better than to ignore the summons of Ali Musa Sharif. In as good order as he might, he went to face his father. When Ali Musa was pleased with his son, he waited in the garden under the lemon tree. When he was not pleased, he waited in the court of the white fountain. Now, Kamal led Hassan through the empty court, where the fountain played all alone, past the door that led to the garden, and ushered him into a high, cool chamber, with tiles the color of the sky. White daylight poured from louvers in the roof to illume Ali Musa's face. A fan swayed slowly, languid as the slave who wielded it. Hassan had been more puzzled than perturbed. Looking into his father's eyes, he began to be... not afraid, but apprehensive. Yes, he could admit to that. He bowed low, 
kissed the carpet between his hands. But it was not in him to grovel at anyone's feet, even Ali Musa's. He raised himself, sat on his heels. Ali Musa looked at him. Hassan knew what he was seeing. Handsome Hassan, whose mother had been a Circassian slave, whose father was of the lineage of the Prophet. Hassan, who was beautiful and knew it, who could widen his fine dark eyes and flash his fine white teeth and charm his way out of anything. Even, he was certain, this. He armed his eyes. He readied his smile. He ventured a flicker of both. I presume, said Ali Musa, that you have an explanation to offer?